Welcome to Ungendered Lives with Molly June. Today I have Laura with us. Hi, I'm Laura Easterly. I'm the assistant chaplain at Moravian. Um, I have two tiny dogs and a bunny and I love plants. The first question I'm going to be asking Laura today is, what is gender? Um, so gender is can be broken down to uh, different categories. So there's gender identity, which is how you believe yourself to be in the world. So this is your internal sense of who you are deep down. Are you a man? Are you a woman? Are you neither? Are you both? Um, so that's gender identity. Gender expression is a different piece, and that's how you present and show your gender in the world. So that's how you dress and how you carry yourself, um, how you cut your hair. It's how you show the world your gender. Um, and it also does not have to match up with your gender identity. It can be different. Um, so you can be a cisgender woman um, and dress masculinely. Like that could be your expression. Um, and then there's sex. So sex is biological. Um, and a lot of people think that it is just what um, your uh, XY chromosome says. Um, and that's all that sex is. So sex actually is more than that. Um, it includes secondary sex characteristics. So if someone is transitioning um, and they're on hormones, they have um, more facial hair or their jaws widen, um, different changes in their body. And those are taken into account when you think about sex also. So those are like the three pieces of gender. The next question I'm going to ask is what does cisgender mean? So cisgender is when you identify, so your gender identity matches the sex that is assigned to you at birth. So if you're born and you're assigned female at birth and you identify as female, then you're cisgender. Um, same if you're assigned male at birth and you identify as male, you're cisgender. Awesome. Going off of that, what does transgender mean? So transgender is identifying as anything other than what you were assigned at birth. So I was assigned female at birth and I don't identify as female. Um, so therefore I am transgender. So it's unfortunate that there's this binary that we have to live within to explain non-binary gender. Um, but there really is cis on one hand and gender on, or transgender on the other. Um, and you're either one or the other. Under trans are a lot of other identities. So it's kind of an umbrella term. Um, cis really just means you identify as you were assigned at birth. What does non-binary mean? So non-binary um, is what I identify as um, at this point in my life. Um, and to me, it means not identifying with the binary male or female. I don't feel like I am either male or female. Um, for some folks, that could mean you're right in the middle of the spectrum between male and female. Um, for some people, that means they are without any and they're not on the spectrum at all. Um, and for some people, it can be a 100% a mix of male and female. Um, so non-binary is just a term that some people claim and the experience of non-binary people is actually pretty vast because it's just whether or not that term makes you feel comfy in your body and if that makes sense to you. Going off of what uh, non-binary means, are non-binary individuals a part of the LGBTQ plus community? Uh, yes, so the T in LGBTQ stands for trans um, and non-binary binary folks fall under that umbrella. What pronouns are acceptable when addressing non-binary individuals? So they, them is a really 
neutral um, pronoun that you can use for anyone um, before you know their pronouns. Um, so I normally just refer to people as they until they tell me their pronouns. Um, but the answer to that question is whatever that non-binary person uses as their pronouns. Um, because some people use neo-pronouns, some people use like zizezer. Um, there's a bunch of options. Um, so the answer is ask the person. Um, and those are what are acceptable. Um, generally, you don't want to use gendered pronouns. Um, so a neutral they, them works in most, if not all cases. Another option is only using the person's first name as their pronoun. Um, so I do this anyway when I talk about God because I don't believe that God is male or female. So I just say God all the time instead of pronouns. A lot of people say he. Um, so if you do that for people, I actually like my name as my pronoun because it feels like it's not, it just feels fine because it's my name um, and is not gendered to me. Um, so just using people's names is also an option. That's awesome. Going off of the question before this, do all non-binary people wish to transition? Um, so the answer is no. Um, so usually when you say do all non-binary people, the answer is usually no because it's such a wide uh, variety of experiences in that community. Um, <clears throat> transitioning indicates um, a journey from one place to another. Um, some non-binary people are naming where they are right then and don't want to go anywhere else. Like they are just where they are. Um, some folks do prefer to transition in some ways that makes their body match their gender identity. Um, and that transition, usually when we talk about transition, we think of it in a binary terms from male to female or female to male. Um, but there is a transition from a binary to a non-binary. So you can do things to your body and take hormones that make you more in the middle of things um, and have surgeries like flattening your chest that make you just neutral. Um, so those are options for non-binary folks, but again, not everybody feels um, that those are necessary to match their gender identity. Um, and actually, this is a topic that is brought up in a trans com community a lot, um, to assume that someone is going to transition kind of implies that they aren't trans enough where they are right now. Um, it's saying they aren't trans until they do these things. Um, instead of meeting the person where they are and identifying they are trans right now and they are male right now if they are saying that, regardless of what their hormones or body looks like. That's a really good point. Do all non-binary individuals identify as gay? Um, so again, no. Um, gay is interesting because gay to me, so I've, I've always identified as gay. I've never liked the word lesbian, even before my gender identity was like understood. I just haven't, it's nothing against it or people that like it. I just haven't. So I've always said gay. Um, but now I've, I've used queer because it indicates that I'm not straight and I'm not cis and it just feels more efficient. Um, but to think of myself as a lesbian, like categorically makes me feel it's, it's identified as a woman loving a woman, um, which makes me a woman in that situation. So that feels kind of weird. Um, so, so not all non-binary folks um, would claim gay, um, I, I imagine, for that kind of experience. Um, but a lot do. And again, it's just up to what that person feels comfortable with and what language they want to use about their own experience. And queer means? Queer... So queer is no longer bad unless you okay. hear someone saying it and you can tell they're meaning it bad. Queer has been like reclaimed um, and means just not cis or straight. 
to me, it just means different than what your assumptions are. And, like, if I'm in relationship with you, I can define that. But, like, I don't feel the need to do that with everybody. Okay. Mm-hmm. And if you're someone who is even, like, questioning, you can identify as queer as well. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Awesome. Yes. How can you best support non-binary individuals? So I think it's a lot of what we've been talking about, uh, meeting the person where they are and listening to who they tell you they are um, and honoring every piece of that. So pronouns, gender, everything that they hand you, just honoring that and seeing them as that person um, fully. Um, It's asking them flat out, how can I support you? Do you need any resources, um, if we're talking about students on campus and pointing them to people um, who they can talk to and confide in if they need those spaces. And it's just being there and talking about what they've disclosed to you about their gender and bringing it up in a conversational way, but in a way that they know you haven't forgotten and you're not avoiding it. Um, Because gender is a really internal struggle um, that we don't talk about. Um, And it's, it's refreshing to get it out in the world. It doesn't feel as scary or big when you talk about it. So bringing it up um, and asking how you can support people um, continually is really helpful. That's awesome. Laura, thank you for being here. Um, So one thing that I do want to follow up with is how you can support non-binary students um, and friends by not calling them out on certain things like wearing a hoodie when it's really hot out or taking a shower too many times or showering in the dark. There are a lot of things that happen um, while I'm getting dressed in the morning that people don't see when I come into a meeting. Um, And when someone says, what are you wearing under your dress shirt? Because I look flatter that day. Like it it instantly brings attention and makes me feel called out and like seen in a really bad, weird way. Um, So those are some topics that I would avoid in public, um, but certainly inquire about with those people to see what makes them feel comfortable um, and why they're doing what they're doing because that's again something that we never talk about because it's it's really shame ridden because it's that's how the world has taught us to feel about it so hearing someone normalize it and just wanting to talk about it and understand you is like really refreshing and I I have someone in my life that does that and that has changed how I see myself and it has like it has unrooted the shame and made it feel normal and okay and something that like I can partner with someone else in navigating. That's so awesome. Thank you so much. Of course. I've loved having you. I've loved being here. Good.